reciprocal effort and investment in our relationship whether it's like we stay in touch we organize trips travel together we see each other when we can there's that side there's the friendships that have like dwindled because like that's it we've both all we've all agreed that it's okay this is not we're not going to continue and then there's the friendships where like you and I for example and, and, and other examples where we make the effort to to stay in touch, yeah. to be interested in each other's lives, to see each other when we can. Well, and I feel like in those cases, I know for me anyway, that like my friendships seem to thrive at that stage. I was I mean, say. I have some of, yeah, I mean, some of my closest friends and the people that I'm closest with in this world don't live anywhere near me. <laughs> right. I was going to say yeah. that it, like with respect to our friendship, I almost feel like it's gotten so much, it has gotten stronger. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole. And welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Nicole. Hello, Kate. (laughs) How are you? Well, I was just thinking, do I sound a little bit nasally? Because I did have a little bit of a flu yesterday. I know, you poor thing. I'm so glad that you worked from bed and were able to recover. Yeah, I feel You're actually, feeling better? I feel a lot better. I was thinking, even though like I can hear it in my voice, but I'm thinking, oh, I bounced back. Like I set this intention. I was like, I woke up not feeling well. I'm like, I have to feel better by tomorrow. And I did everything, all my little go-tos, my lots of fluids and all of that. And I did wake up feeling a lot better and very excited to be on the mic with you today. Yeah, the WhatsApp message, the message, the WhatsApp message that you left me yesterday was very like I felt the pain in your voice of like not feeling great. (laughs) A little cry for sympathy. Yes. (laughs) Well, you always have my sympathy, girl. (laughs) I was sending you healing vibes. I got them. I got them because I feel much better today. (laughs) Yay. Well, today's topic is all about friendship and that's what friends do, right? Yeah. Send healing vibes and give each other all those well wishes when they're not feeling great and when they're feeling great too. Um, But today we're going to be talking about uh, how we've dealt with leaving friendships behind in some cases, um, what we've learned about friendship over the years. And also when it comes to friendship, is quality better than quantity? Hmm. Interesting question. (laughs) And how we've dealt with our friendships as we've um, moved around the world. Yes, which is a biggie for both of us because we have that in common for sure. We've both made multiple different moves. Um, We've changed careers multiple times. I know sometimes, you know, your circumstances, where you are, where you spend your time, that's kind of where you end up making friends. So changing careers, 
And yeah, I mean, I know that both of us definitely just put like a really high value on our friendships. And so I thought it would be interesting to open up our convo today with just chatting about how we've handled that. Like when life shifts and changes, when we move, when we change careers, how have you maintained old friendships and also created new ones? I feel like I've been a good friend for the most part, I'm going to say because I'm going to balance that out by saying something that might make me sound a little bit shallow or I don't know if shallow is the right word, but I definitely feel my younger self took friendships for granted more. You said it before when you said you kind of have friends by default, given your surroundings, like you've got Mm -hmm. friends that you're friends with at school and college and in your workplace too, right? And they're kind of just there, right? You might form friendships and those friendships that are determined as like, hey, we're friends. You kind of feel like they're always there. And so in that way, I don't know if, so I don't know if shallow is the right word, but to say, do you know what I mean? Like that you kind of just think definitely they're there, right? So they're always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is like, you don't even really consider what would happen if someone had to leave because when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever, like you just don't think about those kinds of things. You're like, that's my friend. And they live down the street and we're always going to be friends and we're always going to live in these houses. And then you're like, oh, okay, wait a second. That's not how life works. (laughs) Right. And then when you move and you realize, oh, I need to keep in contact. I miss my friends. I want to stay in touch with my friends. I don't want to let go of those friends. Then you start to do things that, you know, um, that are, that are different. Like you're much more intentional about catching up or making the effort to see each other when you can. I mean, it's not always possible Mm -hmm. depending if you, if you have moved away, but I feel that's the difference with my older self and with maturity and and the value that and Gus is agreeing with me I love it is that yes (laughs) yes as you get older um I've realized anyway that you know if I'm going to have these really amazing friendships it's going to require effort and I don't mean effort in a like oh this is work and it's hard to do and I don't want to do it it's positive effort it's effort that I, I want to do but it has to it has to happen and I think that's when and when it doesn't happen, I think that's when I, my friendships kind of dwindle, when I don't feel like there's that mm. reciprocal effort. Right. Well, I was going to say, I feel like in the right friendships, that effort is way out rewarded by the friendship itself. Like you're happy to put in that effort because of what you uh, are, what you contribute and what you get back from the friendship. I think back to like when I was a lot younger and I remember just being devastated when one of my girlfriends said that she was moving. Mm. How old was I? Let me see if I can like put an age on myself. I couldn't have been 10 yet. I mean, I was young, but that's, it felt like the world was ending that she was going to be moving away. I mean, this is a girl I went to school with. We spent every day after school together. We would do sleepovers and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if it's because of how immature we were at the time or maybe like a lack of access to because that's like before cell phones and stuff. Right. It's not like we had 
the ease of communication that we have today where like if someone moves away, you're like, okay, let's still text message every day and, and follow each other on Instagram. Yeah. And, and you're not independent, right? Like someone's got to drive you to, <laughs> to see right, each yeah, other. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think we like probably talked on the phone for the next five, six months and then, you know, grew apart. And yeah. I, I mean, come to think of it, I haven't spoken to her probably since our last phone conversation when I was like, 10 and a half years old. Um, but now, like if I have a friendship and, you know, I'm moving away or somebody else ends up moving away, if that's like a really close, deep friendship, like you said, I'm going to find ways to stay in touch to plan trips. I mean, you and I are a great example of this, right? Mm -hmm. Like we became great friends. We were lucky enough to be living in the same city right down the street from each other. Actually, we got to spend a lot of time together. We grew this friendship. And when, when you ended up moving away, you know, we made it work to stay in touch. We schedule calls. Um, we joined the mastermind together. Uh, we're doing this podcast together now, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have instances where like you've been close friends with someone and they've moved away or maybe you've moved away and it's almost been kind of like an unspoken, like, okay, like it's time for this friendship to come to a close, not in a bad way or a mean or malicious or sad way, just like we were great friends and now you're leaving and we're probably not going to stay in touch. <laughs> That's definitely happened. And like you said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, it's ha it happens, right? Especially as we get older too, our life is busy, you know, our, mm -hmm. our world becomes, you know, if you're in a relationship and in our case, you know, I'm married and so, and I'm running a business. And so my world becomes like, okay, I've, it's taken up by the things that I have to do with my, with, with Omar, with work and, you know, and with moving around and with moving, I think it's almost the, not the test of a true friendship. I think it's the, cause it's reciprocal, right? So there are friendships that have, uh, you know, gone by the by because we're just not in the same location. Cause it's so much easier, right? When you are in the same location yeah. to maintain that friendship. So it's almost a test of like, is this friendship meant to be long lasting? Because if you're both not going to put in the effort, it's going to fizzle out in some way. You might reconnect mm -hmm. later on. And I think that's possible too. Um, and it's happened to me, but so that that's definitely happened. And I think because my second half of my life, really up until my twenties, I was in Australia. So again, that kind of idea of like the friends that I had from high school, from college, people that were from work, those were my, that was my circle. Right. And I would see them mm -hmm. frequently as soon as I I started I moved to Japan and then on to Dubai and then on to the States that's now become like the second half of my life where the friendships that I've you know retained have been um ones where there's this mutual reciprocal effort and investment in our relationship whether it's like we stay in touch we organize trips travel together we see each other when we can there's that side there's the friendships that have like dwindled because like that's it we've both all we've all agreed that it's okay this is not we're not going to continue and then there's the friendships where like you and I for example and, and, and other examples where we make the effort to, to stay in touch, yeah. to be interested in each other's lives, to see each other when we can. 
Well, and I feel like in those cases, I know for me anyway, that like my friendships seem to thrive at that stage. I was I mean, say. I have some of, yeah, I mean, some of my closest friends and the people that I'm closest with in this world don't live anywhere near me. <laughs> right. I was going to say yeah. that it, like with respect to our friendship, I almost feel like it's gotten so much stronger it has gotten stronger yeah. when we've moved away, which I find really I agree. fascinating, right? Well, I think that there's something to that. When you see somebody putting forth so much effort and care and love, then I don't know. I think that there, you know, there's something there, mm-hmm. I think, because it would have been very easy for us to fall out of touch, right? Everything was laid out perfectly for us to have had a great friendship in San Diego and then to have maybe just like not stayed connected. But um, we both did. And to be honest, I think that there are, you know, times in, in all friendships. And I think that this was the case in our friendship too. And I owe you a huge thank you for this. You really did like lead the charge and making sure that we stayed in touch, that we were having catch up calls. And I think that, I think that it's important to know that like, it's definitely reciprocal, but I also think that there are some friendships that I have where you just go through different stages in life Mm -hmm. too, right? Where sometimes somebody's on a different journey than you Mm -hmm. at any given moment in time. Like, you know, I have a lot of friends who have had children and and I can't relate to that when they're going through like some really intense life changes. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think that those friendships that, that last are that, that time that stand the test of time. Is that what it (laughs) is? Is that the saying? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Sounds right. Um, you know, are the ones where even though you know that your friendship has changed for a period of time because of like a different chapter, a different phase. And and I feel like for us, you know, when you moved away from San Diego, that maybe there was kind of like a little hiccup there where mm-hmm. it was like you were settling back into your life in, in Sydney. And, um, you know, you and Omar were had totally uprooted yourselves and, and you were back by your family and you were getting to spend time with your mom and your brother and, and all these amazing mm-hmm. things. And, yeah, and then for us, you know, it was very shortly thereafter that John and I moved to Puerto Rico. And that was like a whole upending of, of our daily lives and everything that we were used to. So I think there can be like those resettling periods. Um, but I'm just so grateful that we did stay in touch and that we have like, yeah, now I totally agree with you. I think our friendship is like strong as ever. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm so grateful for it too. Um, yeah. And you're right. Like there those friendships are really awesome too that there'll be that period of like maybe you're out of touch and then and then when you pick up you kind of pick up from where you left off um Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a really great sign uh, of a really good friendship I suppose traveling with people is also a really good sign although not necessarily right do you feel like you've got friends that you can travel with and then friends that you can't travel with but you're still (laughs) really good friends (laughs) I don't know what made Uh... me think of that (laughs) Yeah, no, that's an interesting one because we, we definitely do have friends who we travel with and we love traveling with them. And we always have, it always seems to come up in conversation when we're traveling with them, how you can't always have those travel experiences with everyone. So yeah, but I'm trying to think off the top of my head, if there are any friends that I would like pick out and say like, okay, for sure, I'm not planning a trip with them. 
I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I do think, yeah, I mean, I do think that that's true though. There are some people that have just like such jiving personalities or like, you know, they're adventurous and you're adventurous mm -hmm. or they love food and you love food. And cause when you travel together, there are certain experiences that you have where it's like, you kind of have to be on the same page about that. If somebody yeah. wants to go out to like a, you know, $120 five course dinner and the other people are like, I just don't really even care about food. Like that's not, you know, you're not going to be doing what you want to be doing. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think it's okay. Like I, I don't think that your friends can be everything to you and you can be everything to them in all areas of life. Like you're saying, mm -hmm. like there are friends maybe that have kids and family. So you might not see them as often. It doesn't mean you're, you know, you're not great friends, but maybe you don't share in certain experiences with them um, just because of the circumstances. Like I've got friends that I go and see films with regularly, like, you know, or do yoga yeah. classes with and friends that like are your go-to for, certain activities or things that you share in common, but I might not necessarily be, you know, talking about work constantly with them. I've got other mm -hmm. friends that I'll be talking about business. Like the other person is also a, a founder. And so we can really have really deep and meaningful conversations around work, but we may not be talking, you know, we may not have the experience of going and doing a yoga class together or something. Mm -hmm. So I, I think we, yeah, I think, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay to have friends for, you know, you can't be everything to a friend and they can't be everything to you. And I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of, it kind of makes me, I, I, I definitely agree. There are so many like different areas of my life where I feel like I've connected with people. And this kind of goes back to the circumstances thing too. Like, um, you know, there are people that I've connected with here in Puerto Rico because they also have a dog. And so mm -hmm. we do like play dates or something like that. And maybe I would never have even met them before if it weren't for our dogs. Like mm -hmm. that's how we got connected. And sometimes that's the case with a job that you have. Like maybe you meet someone through your job and that's how your friendship starts. Um, but there's like so many different areas to life and so many like different opportunities to meet people and to start friendships. And again, like this whole conversation, we started out with like how much value, you know, we place on the friendships that we have and, and how much time we invest in them and how much we care about them. I sometimes have this feeling where I'm like, I kind of just feel like I don't have more Ooh, I don't want this to sound bad. I don't want to sound like a, <laughs> I'm not, I don't mean to sound, um, like rude or mean, but sometimes I'm just like, I'm giving everything that I can to the friendships that I have and that are super important to me. And like more is not going to be doing anything for me at this point. Mm. Um, because then I feel like maybe I'm not going to be giving as much to the friendships that I've already built yeah. and that matter a lot to me. Um, and then, then, you know, it wouldn't even be fair to like this new potential friend. Anyway, have you, like, I, I say that to, because I'm curious, like, have you ever felt that way where you're just like, my plate's full, my cup's full. And, and then what, what does that mean? Like, that you don't meet people anymore. I don't know. Mm. It's just, it's an interesting like yeah, crossroads, I guess. It is an interesting crossroads, like crossroads. Part of it is a little bit speaks to our younger selves where mm -hmm. more friends was kind of the more the merrier kind of thing because top of mind was not really the focus of really a very deep 
relation oh how do I say this Mm. okay well it's kind of like you know all fun and games like your kids and and everyone's around and you guys are just all doing the same things and there's not really like a whole lot of like extra additional thought that goes into it like you guys are all there having a great time together you're not like planning what's going to happen next week or you know like trying to solve the world's problems together which is what I feel we do sometimes now (laughs) (laughs) but then as you get older right like you've you do get busier. Your, your, your plate is probably more full than it was when you were younger, when you had less responsibilities. And then because you value really deep connections and really deep, meaningful relationships, then it is really hard to spread yourself thin. I think people can spread themselves thin. I, I think it's a personality thing too. I don't think it's mm. necessarily just like an age thing. I, I think there are people that are happy with having like a huge network, lots of kind of maybe a very, very handful of close friends, maybe not even that, maybe just really, really having a wide circle of friends. Whereas I think certain people, and I think you and I maybe are similar this way is we really value like how deep and connected we can be with the people in our world that we let in Mm. and And so you realize, yeah, like family, work, your husband, your friends, like, wow, there's only so much that you can actually bring in to your world if you want to give back as well, as much as you want to give back. And so I don't think it sounds mean. I think it's just a reality or, and, or, and, and, or it's a personality. It's a choice. I think, yeah, I never really considered it that way, but. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense to think of it as kind of what your personality is, because it's kind of just it's similar to like being an introvert and an extrovert. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some Mm -hmm. people just enjoy kind of being to themselves and and other people like get energy and feed off from being around a lot of people, not to equate that to friendship. But yeah, sure. Some people just like are able to interact and act in a different way or at a higher level um, because of, yeah, any number of things. That's a good point. How have you made new friends um, in Puerto Rico? Mm. So this, uh, being in Puerto Rico has really just been such a unique experience and that we kind of joke about our community being like college for adults. <laughs> really? <laughs> this seems like the easiest place that I've ever met people before. And I think that it's because when we moved here, and especially when we moved to the community that we're in right now, it has a lot of really high points and things going for it. Uh, or in it for people who like us came here for the tax act Mm -hmm. to move your business here as an entrepreneur. And John and I kind of joke that there's almost like a little bit of a funnel for like people moving to Puerto Rico because like you check certain boxes of like, you have lifestyle Mm. freedom, you have financial freedom. If you're coming here for the tax acts, you run your own business Um, you're adventurous, you don't mind uprooting you and potentially your family and going to an island. Um, And so we've found ourselves in a very unique position to be surrounded by a lot of people who are very similar to us in a lot of ways. Yeah. So you're connected by your like-mindedness. There's a lot of common ground already, which is Mm -hmm. huge for like establishing a new relationship. I'd say like 
if you if you're trying to make new friendships like yeah one of the ways I made new friendships coming back into Australia was when I returned to dance to flamenco um you know Mm. one of my very good friends now came from that experience from from that shared activity and even though now I don't dance anymore I still have retained friendships from that group I think Mm -hmm. that's you know that's one of the that that's super important that you have that common ground um and so yeah that makes sense that you you guys would would easily connect with a whole whole group of people yeah. And I th- not to say that it isn't still a lot of effort and energy mm. that you put into it. Right. I mean, we've met uh, several people here who they've been very lovely people and I've really enjoyed spending time with them. But, you know, I think you just kind of feel like, oh, this person's great, but I'm, they're not the person that I'm going to call on a Friday night to like go grab drinks or to mm. like come over and watch a movie or something or, you know, you don't vibe in that way. Um, but I think for sure moving here, if I think about the other moves that I've made and career changes and kind of like getting older has been the easiest uh, place that I've been able to make really close friends really fast. Because I remember when I moved to Maine, I was, you know, in my late 20s and I didn't know anyone. Mm -hmm. I moved to live with John and I think we've talked about this in a past episode, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, but I did find it difficult to make friends because I wasn't working. Uh, I was trying to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, I did attend mixers for like entrepreneurial startups and stuff like that, thinking that that would be a great way to meet people. And again, like then you find yourself in okay, what, what are my circumstances right now? And how can I put myself in a room with other people who are on a similar journey, a similar track who have that in common. And, and I've always tried to make that my go-to of like, how can I meet people? Mm. And that seems to be the easiest way to do it. Like what's going on in my daily life right now? And how can I put myself in a room with people who have a similar daily life to me? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did find it difficult to, make really close friends there. And I think that part of it was just maybe I was a little bit awkward in that when I think of like me now, I feel so much more like confident and open mm-hmm. and like meeting people and being in a room with people that I don't know. Whereas then back then, like before my whole entrepreneurial experience and podcasting and speaking on stages mm-hmm. and being at conferences and stuff, you know, I feel like that has really lended to my personal growth in such a huge way. So I also think that that has a lot to do with it. You know, I was just kind of like an awkward person in social settings back then. No, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine you as awkward and I think it's fine. (laughs) It's, it's, I also think it's the city too, like being in a big city as well. Like I Mm. think, and I think it's totally natural to be awkward. I think it's totally natural to be, you know, to find it hard to, to connect yeah. with people in a new place. So, um, I, I don't want you to feel bad about that. <laughs> Cause I, oh, I, yeah, I, know. I, no, yeah. I, re- I can relate to like when we moved to New York, um, you know, again, it, it is really, uh, the location can, can make a huge difference. Like a big city like New York, again, everyone's really, everyone's busy. Everyone's got their their life um it's really hard to kind of insert yourself in you know in other people Mm. other people's lives that are already kind of going on especially when you're when you're new to the place um so it's it is really hard and 
I mean, that's why like my go-to was always like, yeah, joining a gym or, you know, some sort of space where I could meet people. And I, and I did, I, again, I deferred to dance. Like I, as soon as I moved, when I moved from Dubai to New York, I joined a flamenco studio and I still have like a really close friend from my days in New York, um, again, because of, of that shared activity. What about going back to Sydney? Did you find yourself reconnecting with friends that maybe you hadn't stayed in super close touch with that you knew from before? Yes, I have. And See, this is the thing with it, how hard it is when you do move around because even a lot of my friends, um, and it comes down to like-minded people, right? You're going to make friends with people who are very similar to you. And so a lot of my friends have moved away and are living abroad as well. <laughs> so then yeah. when, right? Um, it's like, it, it's really hard, you know? Like I have a lot of friends that are, now all over the world which is kind of fun too it definitely gives me an opportunity to think about okay I could go and see friends here and there but then I almost feel very envious of people that I know who have a lot of friends long established friends from the same place because they haven't moved because they've Mm -hmm. they've all been in the one place I kind of have always had had a bit of envy for that a a good envy like it's a it's a nice it must be a nice thing right Whereas I've got the friends that are all over the world kind of a thing. Yeah, and, and I can definitely relate to that because I have some girlfriends. Actually, my th- three closest girlfriends from back home are for the first time in 10, 15 years all living back together in San Diego right now. Oh, okay. And I have thought like, oh, that's so cool. You know, they'll like text me and say that they're getting together for happy hour or they're going to the beach together or something like that. Um, but, but I really do. And of course, you know, I would love to be a part of that experience. And I am when I, when I go visit and, you know, I, I make the time I'm super intentional about being able to spend time with, with people when I travel. Mm. Um, but I, I mean, I will go back to the idea that I do think that some of my friendships are way stronger because of the distance Mm. and because of the work that we've had to put into continuing to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> this dog. <laughs> We've got Gus making an appearance. Okay. He wants cuddles from his mama. I'm gonna. I'm, I know he wants. He wants friendship. He wants. I'm gonna friendship. kick him out real quick. One okay. second. Come on. Come on. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. So you ended up on like your friendships have been super strong now uh, with uh, distance. God, yeah, I, I so agree with that. I think it comes down to though the value that we place on our friendship. Yeah, I really do think that that's the case. And I, I'm, I like I try and kind of pinpoint a time in my life when I like really realized that for the first time, like mm-hmm. how much I wanted to invest in my friendships and how important they were to me and what what having close friends like helped me achieve and accomplish you know Mm -hmm. like I have friends who help me feel more confident I have friends who are incredibly supportive and you know just having like that it's almost like having a tribe around you Mm. like you know yeah I can't really think of like a specific time when I just thought though that like yes I'm like I need to I need to focus on this did you have any point like that It kind of happened organically for me. Every time I moved, it was this constant reminder that you can't take your friends for granted. Mm. You're only going to, you know, you're only going to get back what you give. And, and so the, 
you know, the people that I chose to give and, and who I felt um, were giving back, those have been the friendships that I feel have really lasted and, and stood the test of time, even with like, you know, periods of maybe a long silence or long mm-hmm. separation. Um, so I can't, yeah, I can't pinpoint a time where I, where it happened with one particular friendship. I think for me, it's been just constantly moving around and, and realizing that if, you know, if I'm going to stay connected to the people that I really care about, I have to show up for them, you know, and I have to show up for them consistently. Yeah. I, I also think that maybe it, a lot of it has been in recognizing like what I don't like in a friendship or like, you know, some of mm. those, some of those relationships that don't stand the test of time and that like you do kind of, they fizzle out for one reason or another. Maybe you guys have just kind of like developed different interests or, um, you know, whatever the case may be that in, in understanding and identifying relationships that, that weren't being invested in that I didn't want to be a part of anymore. It made the friendships that I did have that Mm -hmm. much, you know, more important and that much more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's that quality over quantity. Quality over quantity for sure. Well, Nicole, as we close out today's chat on friendship, and I enjoyed it so much, uh, we hope that you friends have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. I enjoyed our chat too, Kate, and I am so grateful for our friendship. Oh, me too. (laughs) And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.